Today's daf is Ksubis daf Chaf Beis. We are holding on the bottom of daf Chaf Aleph Amid Beis. We are going to discuss today the issue of uh, if you have an irur on one of the dayanim, some sort of claim go- goes out against one of the dayanim who are trying to be mekayim ishtar, that he's a puzzle on some level. So uh, at what point do we say that it's too late to try to uh, to try to repair his reputation for this based in? At what point do we say, no, once we're able to repair his reputation, this based in can go and be mekayim ishtar. Then the Mishnah on Chafez Amralif is going to give additional cases of Apesha Asar Apesha Hitr, specifically by a woman who says that she was in a compromising circumstance but that nothing happened so the Gemara is going to discuss what the source of Hapesha Asar Hapesha Hitr is and we're going to get into the concept of Amasla, that if a person says that there was some problem, that there's some Isser and then later they explain the only reason they said that is they had some sort of excuse but they, were, they, were, they weren't really telling the truth, so if it's a valid excuse, we're going to believe them that's called someone who's no saying Amasla Ledvareha, and Amasla Gemara is going to talk about if you have two conflicting sets of Edim about the death of a man, of a, of a married man, or about a, whether a divorce happened, is the woman allowed to get remarried? If she did get remarried, do we, uh, do we force her to get divorced? And Rabbi Yochanan is going to have a comment that distinguishes between conflicting Edim about a man's death versus conflicting Edim about uh, divorce. And the Gemara is going to have three explanations as to why we'd, we would distinguish between conflicting Edim about his death versus conflicting Edos about his divorce. So let us begin now, three lines from the bottom of the page, and Daf Chaf Aleph Amud Beis, if three dayan get together to be mekayim ashtar, and one of them has uh, an error go out against him that he has some sort of psul, they have not yet signed on the, the kiyom ashtar, they can repair this man's reputation, get him some edos that he's kosher, and then let's all be chosim ashtar, and everything's going to be fine and wonderful. But mishachasmu, once two, the first two have already signed, signed. And then before the third guy signs, someone says, wait, that guy's puzzled. He shouldn't be signing a shtar. He shouldn't be signing the Kim Shtaros. He can't be a Dayan. Then ain me'idun ala v'chosim. Then the uh, then the other two Dayanim cannot be made about him that he's kosher and b'chosim. That's the way Rashi understood, understands the me'idun is the other two Dayanim being made about him that he's kosher. Why can't he be, why can't he be, they be made about him that he's kosher after they've already signed the shtar? Because after they've already signed the Kiyom, Rashi points out, because at that point already, they're nogea be'edos, because it's, consi- it's considered to be a g'nai for them, that they sat on a bezdin together with such a person, someone who's puzzled. So in order to avoid, in order to save face, in order to avoid the embarrassment of having sat on a bezdin with someone that's puzzled, they will say that he's kosher. And therefore, since they're nogea be'edos, we cannot accept their testimony. Now, the Rebbe Chanan writes in, 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 uh, in his Kovitz Yurim that there are two explanations of the concept of Nogea Be'edus. Why is it that a Nogea Be'edus is possible? He discusses this all over the place in Sanhedrin over here. Why is it that Nogea Be'edus is possible? One possibility is because he's Chashel the Shaker, someone who has something to gain or to lose by this testimony might lie in order to gain and not to lose. The other possibility is not that he's Chashel the Shaker, but that he's a baldavar, that anyone who's 
is considered to be one of the litigants in the case. Meaning anyone who's affected by this case is every, every, every party in the case has to have a hat that they wear, a, 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 a uh, metaphorical hat that, that they wear, that they have to be labeled the aid, they have to be labeled a baldavar. You can't be both. You can't be a baldavar and be an aid. So someone who's a baldavar, someone who is one of the parties of the case, cannot be an aid about that case. You can't be an aid about yourself. Not because we think you're a liar, but just because you're not an aid in that case. So that might be the psalm of Nogea. It could be that we define anyone who's Nogea as long as when the Nagia is Machmas Mamon as a baldavar. So over here, the Dayanim, based on this explanation, these two explanations of what Nogea is the Dayanim are Nogea Be'edus only according to the first reason that they're Chashel the Shaker because it's a, it's a Gnus to them but they're not Balei Dover because they have no Nagias Mamon it's only Nagias Mamon that would make you a Baldover. everyone has some interest in seeing uh, other people happy other people sad other good things and bad but uh, it's only Nagias Mamon that would actually turn a person into a Baldover. the Nafkamina between the two reasons is what if you have someone who's Karov to the Nogea Be'edus can someone who's a relative of the Nogea testify if you say that the Nagia of the Karov is Machmas Mamon makes him a Baldin, it makes him Baldavar, so then this, his Karov is Pasaleidus also. Just like a Karov of one of the litigants cannot be, cannot, cannot be an aid, so the Karov of a Nogea would not be allowed to be an aid if we consider every Nogea Machmas Mamon to be one of the litigants. But if you say the Nogea Be'edus uh, is, uh, is, is, is only because of a Chashul L'Shaker, then a Karov would, uh, would not be a problem because a relative of a liar is not assumed to be a liar. Just because a person lies, the relative would not, would not be assumed to be a liar. So Rashi Ovir says that the Dayanim that are already signed are not able to be Mekayim, the third Dayan, because they're no Gebe Edus. Shulte Giborim in Daftas Midap Arif writes that according to Rashi, if two other people come to be made about the third Dayan to be Machshirim, they're not no Gebe Edus, and we could certainly be Mekabal their Edus, and then there would be no problem. Even Mishachasmu, even if the first two Dayanim have already signed, if we're independently able to address the ir-ur by two other edim addressing that ir then it would be completely fine and they would be allowed to go ahead with the kim shtaros. So, so the Gemara points out, would emerge from Shitas Rashi. So the Gemara goes further now. What type of ir are we talking about over here? What did they say about this guy that is now being addressed and that can be addressed by the other two dayanim? prior to their signing, but cannot be addressed by them after their signing. If it's that they said that this guy is a Gazlan, how is that addressed by the other Dayanim? If you have two Adim coming and saying that this third guy is a Gazlan, and then the other two Dayanim saying he's not a Gazlan, so it's Trey, Trey, that shouldn't help you, that's two against, that's, that's two, against two, that shouldn't be enough. To make him kosher, and ear to become mishpacha. If they're saying that he has to become mishpacha, that he's an evet or something like that, well, gilu milsa bialmuhu. Then it's simply a gilu milsa. Meaning, Rashi points out, misha chasmu Even if they already signed the original two, already signed, why shouldn't they be able to verify his family lineage? What type of nogea be'edus do you think there is over here? 
This is something that could easily be found out at some point. They're just being megala. What's out there? Information that's out there. So it shouldn't matter that they've already signed. They should certainly be naman to do that. Since anyway, it's probably gonna. It's just a matter of research, and the matter is probably going to become clarified at some point anyhow. So what is the case of Irur where the two Dayanim are believed to make the third one kasher and are needed to make the, and, and would not be allowed to make them kasher after they already signed. Where they would be allowed to make them kasher before they signed, but not after they signed. Says, the case is that there's an error of gazlanus. They said that the person is a gazlan. The, I, we said before, but it's just trade trade then, when these two dayanim defend him, they're not denying that he was a gazlan. It's not trade trade. We say, we agree, you're right, he was a gazlan. We know that he's done tshuva, though. So, what do you mean, we know that he's done how do you ever know that somebody has, uh, has done tshuva? So first of all, we do know sometimes that a person has done tshuva. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, when it talks about Pesulei Eidus, talks about Bali Tshuva. Can a Bal Tshuva ever be an aid? Can you ever have a Bal Tshuva as an aid Kiddushin at your wedding or something? So the answer is yes. We do assume that we, uh, that we know when someone did Tshuva, that when his behavior changes entirely, we do assume that we know that he did Tshuva. What if he did something not in, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't just a Mechal Shabbos and now we see that, the Farhesi and now we see that he's a Shomer Shabbos. What if he was, uh, he was cheating in business? So the Gemara talks about it. He has to go to another town where nobody knows him and be faced with the same situation and we have a private eye looking at him and we see that he throws away a trade instead of selling the tray for this time so, and then, then we assume that he's about tshuva but over here it's even easier the Torah prescribes tshuva for someone who steals the Heshavas Agzela. So once he did that, he returned all the items that he stole. So he made good, and that's it. So he's a Baal Tshuva. That's what Rashi writes. The other Tshuva, the Heshavas Agzela. He did Tshuva by, by returning the lost item. Or one could argue what Rashi means is the other Tshuva plus he returned the lost item. Meaning we have to see that he, that he expressed some sort of regret as well. But they're not conflict, they're not contradicting the first set of Adam. And that's why the other two Tayyadim are Naman. Tulsus over here is a radically different read of the entire Gemara beginning to end. And Tulsus has several problems with, uh, with Rashi's interpretation. If you look at Tulsus, Pirish Bekuntras, Vichyamri, Lo Gazal, by the case, when we, when we said it's Treu Tre, so even if they said he didn't steal, Havalu Treu Tre, Vlomis Kashabachi, that shouldn't be enough to make the guy kosher. The kosher, says Tulsus, I don't understand. The Hacha Libd Rafuna Kaminan, Dislay, Dzuba, Vinasumido, Dislam, the Memar, Uki Gavra Cheskase. We have a Machlokas we've discussed a few times already. That when you have Trey Trey, when you have Edus HaChasha, two Edim against another two Edim, what do we say about any of those other those Edim coming and testifying in some other case? Do we assume that all four are Bahadi Sadi Shakri Lamali, like Rav Chista says, that uh, what do we need to get involved with these kinds of people? Never let any of those four Edim come into a Beisdin again and testify about anything because there's a 50% chance that the person's a liar. So what do we need to be involved with Sadi Shakri? That's Rav Chista's approach. Or no, Rav approach is that. And each one has their own cheskas kashros. So for this case that they're contradicting each other about, there's nothing we can do. We can't trust anybody. But if any of them want to come and testify in a different case, so they still have their cheskas kashros, and they can be made in a different case. So asks Tosos, according to Rashi, it's trey training who, yes, so that should be fine. So uh, what, what do you mean? So we have to d- disqualify this person. Everyone should have their chazaka. And this guy has his cheskas kashros. So let him, let him use his cheskas kashros. And even if According to Rav Chista, though, we say Bahadi Sakri Bahadi Sadi Shakri Lamali. Over here, you'd be moda that this guy should be kosher 
because if one of these uh, groups uh, that, that uh, it's made on a guy that he's puzzled, according to Rav Chista, is going to be considered Sadi Shakri, they're not going to be believed because the person is not uh, is, is, is not machish them. Of course, over here, where there's someone that's machish them, that they're not going to be believed. So in our case, for sure, we should we should establish the Nehemanus of this person. And also on the other side, we said that if it's an ear of Pekamish Bacha, it's just a Giloy Milsa Bialma. So what Rashi said, Rashi said it meant that it's something that anyway is going to be revealed and it's just a matter of research. What do you mean? How are you ever going to be Mavar? Whether he is an Evid or isn't an Evid. You have two Adam saying he's an Evid. So what? You'll have five Adam say he's not an Evid. Ten Adam, a hundred. It doesn't matter. You have two Adam saying he's an Evid. You're never going to be able to be Mavar or something like that. So therefore, Tulsa says, Al Rach. We're never talking over here where the other two Dayanim are going to verify the validity of the third Dayan. No, we mean that other people are going to come and verify the validity of this third dayin. If they have never signed anything yet, nobody has signed anything yet, and they uh, there's an error on one of the Dayanim and we're able to successfully defend that Dayan, then they can go and sit down and sign something together because that's a new Moshev Beisdin. When here's the issue according to the Rach. If you had a Moshev Beisdin that was destroyed by an Irur, you can't then just continue with that Moshev Beisdin. You would need, even if you successfully defend him, you would need a new Moshev Beisdin. But if the Moshev Beisdin never began, and you've already defended him, so good, so you could start a new Moshev Beisdin. So Mishachas Moshnaim, if two of the guys signed already, and the, the third guy hadn't, and then the error comes, and they're Mevatel, this Moshev Beisdin, then even though later on they're able to defend him, and they're able to make him okay, still you're not able to uh, to bring back this Moshev Beisdin. So the Gemara says, well, wait a second, if it's an error of Gazlanos, that that was the whole claim. Then it's a tray tray, and it doesn't make him puzzle at all. And since it's a Goy Milsa that he was never puzzle, that there never was a bittle of the Moshe of Beisdin. There never was a bittle of this Beisdin as a group. And if it's an ear of Pagamishbacha that they say that he's an Eved, and uh, and and other people are mazin them. So uh, if you say that he's that he, it, it has to be that other people are mazin them. If you say that he's not an Eved, so then he would become puzzle because you can't say that he has a chazaka. He never had a chazaka if he's not an Eved. So that would just be Gilui Milsa Bialma, that since it's a Gilui Milsa that he was Kasha the whole time because you were Mazim the original Edim, so then again it would not be Mavatal the Moshe Bezid. So how did the Gemara answer? The case was that it was an era de Gazlanusa, that they said that the, the, these Edim know that they, the, and then they come back and they say that he did Tshuva. So over here there was a bitl of the Moshe Bezid because after they already signed, after two of them signed, they said this guy's a Gazlan and they never were Megala Milsa the Mafreya that it wasn't true. So it's so, so it turned out that they, that that error destroys the Moshe Beisdin. How do we how do we bring back the uh, the kashras of this person? He did tshuva. Good. You want to have a new Moshe Beisdin now that he did tshuva? Fine. But you cannot continue the old Moshe Beisdin. That's how the Tosos explains the whole back and forth of the Gemara. He goes through line by line. Amr Rabbi Zera, fourth line of the Gemara. Hamilsa me Rabbi Abba Shemieli, vilav Rabbi Abba de Menachu shechachta. I heard this from Rabbi Abba, and had I not 
had, had it not been for Biyab Adim I would have forgotten it. And that is the following. Gimel Shiyashu L'Kayim Ashtar Meisach and Mehem. If you have three people that sit down to be Mekayim Ashtar and one of them dies, Tzrich and the Mikhtav, they have to write in the Kiyum, the surviving members have to write in the Kiyum Ashtaros, Vimosav Tlasa Havina V'chad Lesehui. That uh, we sat as a Mosav Tlasa, as a group of three, one of us, one of them is no longer with us. Amr of Nachmari Yitzhak, V'yikasav Beishtara Dina, Nafak L'Kadmana Beidina, Sulot Tzarech. But if they say that this star came in front of a Beisdin, they don't need any more. Then it's the same thing as saying that it was Mosav Tlasa. I, V'dilma Beisdin Chatsuf, who could Shmuel Dama Shmuel Shayim Shadana Dinaim Dina, Lashnikra Beisdin Chatsuf, how does saying the word Beisdin necessarily mean that it's three people? Sometimes the word Beisdin refers to what we call a Beisdin Chatsuf, a Chutzpahdik Beisdin, that is not afraid to judge even when they only have two people. Because after all, Shmuel teaches us that if two people judge a case together, that it's not that they don't have a shame Beisdin. They do have a shame Beisdin. They're just called a Beisdin Chatsuf. So the Gemara explains, They don't just say we were a Beisdin. They say that we were the Beisdin of Rabbana Ashi. Rabbana Ashi doesn't love Dafka Ravashi. It means a Beisdin. Beisdin of someone, someone big. You would imagine an official Beisdin of a major, major Av Beisdin would never be allowed to be a Beisdin Chatzav. They would never let him get away with being just two Dayanim. How do you know what Ravashi holds? Ravashi holds like Shmuel, that it's called a Beisdin Chatzav. No, they say that Ravana Ashi said to us, so what? What does that help? So Rashi says two possibilities. Either Liz Dakuke Leilukiyume, the Kivin Ravashi Gufe is Kikan Iu Vade Lutlasa Amar, that either we're saying Ravashi took a personal interest in this case. And if Ravashi took a personal interest in this case, you can bet that they wanted to make sure this was the best type of Kiyum they could possibly achieve, which would therefore be with the best type of basin, with a basin of three. Or you could suggest, no, says Rashi, another possibility, they're saying Rav Ashi said to us, meaning Rav Ashi himself was one of the Dayanim. So if you say Rav Ashi said to us, us is plural. So us has to be at least two people, plus Rav Ashi is a third. So that's how we know that it must have been a basin of three people. Good, no Mishnah. A woman says, you know, I was once married, but I'm divorced. So we believe her, we allow her to get remarried. We had no idea she was ever married. It was only based on her own admission that she was once married, that we, have, that we even know that, that she was married, and therefore we believe her that she's divorced. But if we have Edom that she was married, and she says that she's divorced, that's not good enough. She's going to have to produce some sort of proof. Similarly, if she says I was held in captivity but they never violated me I'm Tahar then uh, we believe her because we only know about her captivity from her but we have Edom that she was captured that she was held in captivity and she's insisting that she's Tahara then she's not going to be believed but if the Edom first came after she's already gotten married, then uh, we're not going to force her to get divorced. Meaning, uh, the Gemara will explain which case this is going on. Rashi points out, so we'll get to that. Where do we ever find in the Torah, it's strange that it took this long to get to this, where do we ever find in the Torah the concept of a Pesha Asar, who a Pesha Hitter? because the Pasuk says, as biti nasati li'ish hazel li'isha. I have given my daughter to this man for a wife. So what do you see in that statement? He says, Le'ish, Sa'asra. He's asered her as soon as he says, I've given my daughter to a man. But then he says, Hazeh, Hitira. He says, to this man, now he's matir her, 
to uh, to that man. Uh, so Tosus points out, Mashma Av Sounds like if this is the source of a pesha asra pesha hitir, that the only reason the father is believed to say that who his daughter's husband is is through amigo. He's only believed because he's uh, because of the pesha asra pesha hitir, because he never had to say he married her off at all. Vitema so how would that turn out then let's say a guy comes and he says I, was, I gave over my daughter for Kiddushin and then a day later he says oh yeah who did I give her to I gave her to this guy he shouldn't be believed given the hashtag amigo because at this point it's already been established that he gave her over for Kiddushin he no longer has amigo this is a totally new statement amigo is when you uh, when, when, when you're saying it all with Within one uh, one edus, but you're going to say you're going to say that, uh, that 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 she's asura, and then come back a day later and say that she's mutaris. He shouldn't be believed. So the re explains now there's a difference. Over here he's going to be believed because he's not contradicting anything he had said earlier. He had said that I have given over my daughter for Kiddushin, and it's just a matter of being Mavarer to whom? So that's okay. Migo. He's going to be believed in that even though there is no current Migo. I said, how do we learn from this Pasuk? If after all, all he's doing is being Mevarer the Davar, now he says, the, the case must be, the man who he gave her over to Kiddushin, to, for Kiddushin to, was right there the whole time. So the is beating Nasati Lish Vishasik. And he says, as beating the Satilish. And then he doesn't say anything for a little bit, where it sounds like it's definitely not this guy, because if it was this guy, he wouldn't say Leish, he'd say Lazeh or Leish Hazeh. So why, why is he just saying Leish? So it sounds like he's saying that it's definitely not this guy. So uh, then he shouldn't be believed unless you have Amigo. To then say that it's this guy, that's where you need the Amigo to come in. That's how Tosos understands. But uh, this is an important idea that Tosos has that a man can say, he's given over his daughter for Kiddushin and then later reveal who that person is. There was that terrible case, I think it was in the 1980s or so in New York where there was a terrible divorce going on and the husband wanted to really... uh, to, to really uh, punish his wife. So the way he decided to punish her was by, to, by giving over, he claimed that he gave over his young daughter for Kiddushin and he's not telling, he's not telling anybody who. So his daughter is going to be in Aguna unless his wife gives in to all of his demands. Such a, such a Chacham, such a Rasha. So, uh, so, you, you, uh, so, so that was, uh, so the Shaila went to all the different poskim to try to figure out what's, is, is, do we assume that he's telling the truth? Do we assume? So Rav Sternbach thought, that we don't assume he's telling the truth. That we assume that uh, the guy doesn't know how to do a kiddushin. He, he would need a masada kiddushin. He wouldn't. Uh, and where where the aidim? Where's the, like the? He doesn't. He thinks the whole thing's a hoax. That you, you don't you don't trust anything. Other postcom said no. A man has now to say he gave his daughter over for kiddushin and that he's going to reveal later on who the person is. And uh, we don't say that a Russia doesn't have Namanas, A Russia has Namanas as well. So Rosham Zalman writes that he's a Russia. So no one was sure what Rosham Zalman meant by that. Meaning, and therefore he's not Naaman. No, the the Rabbi Klein says no. Shlomozal must have meant that he is Naaman. Meaning, why is a Russia not Naaman? A guy, a guy who's a Gazlan can't give his daughter over for kiddushin. 
Mustama, you can. It's a very, very uh, tragic case. So, so ask the Gemara, Lumli cross, Svaru, why do I need this Pasuk to teach me the concept of a Pesha Asr or a Pesha Yitir? Who Asr? Who Sharila? He Asr her, so he's the one that could be, uh, the, that could be Matir, meaning uh, in general, a Pesha Asr or a Pesha Yitir makes a lot of sense. Elokis or Kra, so you're right. No, what we need the Pasuk for is the Rav Hunamurav, for the dinner of Rav Hunamurav. How do we know a father is Neman to make his daughter Asr from the Torah law? Shanamar as Biti Nasati. Because he says as Biti Nasati, and apparently he's believed to say that he's believed to say, I've given my daughter over for Kedushin. What is that next phrase, coming to add? That teaches us what Rabbi Yonah teaches. That he could say, that if he's uh, Motsi Shemra on his brother's uh, Nisun, the Yavam is not considered like a Motsi Shemra to be punished with Mea Kesef. Meaning the whole din of Motsi Shemra that we have, that a Motsi Shemra is local Meshalim and all, that doesn't apply to a Yavam. That only applies to the original husband. A Yavam can't be the Motsi Shemra. That's the father defending his daughter after the, uh, the son-in-law was being Motsi Shemra on the daughter. If a woman says, I was married, and then she says, you know what, I'm single. So she's believed. That's a little different than her saying, I got divorced. She's now saying she was never married. She was ready. She already. <laughs> she already said that she's uh, that she's a suru by saying that she that she got married. So how can we uh, how can we just uh, just believe her now that she now that she says that she's that she's not married? This is the concept called a masla that if she's given a good explanation as to why she would have claimed she's married, uh, in, in why she would have falsely claimed she's married, we're going to believe her now when she says that it, none of it was true, that she wasn't really, uh, that, that she wasn't really married. Um, the uh, the the Shittim Gvetzas asks in the name of the Shittim Yishana, why doesn't the just answer that a woman who says Eisha says Ishani and says Pnuyani is talking about that she was Chazaras Betoch Dedibor, and that's why she's now menace. Betoch Dedibor is Kedibor. Dami you can be Chazar whatever you want, Betoch Dedibor. So he says Chazaras Betoch Dedibor is obviously going to be now menace. You wouldn't need a Tana to come and teach me that. So it's got to be some bigger Chiddush. Also, if she said Betoch Dedibor, you wouldn't be it wouldn't be Shaykh to use the lashon Chazra Viamra. Chazra Viamra sounds like it's a new Amira. It's not just a continuation, uh, one long sentence, a run-on sentence. So it sounds like it's not Betoch Dedibor. No, so the case is that she gave him a Maslal Advareha. Tanya Nami Hachin of Abraisa says just like that. Amra Eishah Sishin, Yiv Chazra, Amra Pnuyani, Eino Nemenes. A woman says, I'm an Eishah Sishin, and then she turns back and says, no, I'm a single. She's not believed, but Vim Nasla Maslal Advareha, Nemenes. But if she gives him a Maslal Advareha, then she is going to be believed. There was a woman who came from a very chashva family. That's probably what the first gedola means. And she was also very beautiful. And uh, she, people were after her. Everyone wanted to marry her. She was very, uh, she was a very desired uh, uh, wife on the, on the shidduch market. And she kept on telling these guys, "Mukadashas, and no, no, sorry, you're already taken. I'm already Mukadashas. She took her. She changed her status to Mukadashas. Then the next day she went and she uh, gave herself over for kiddushin. 
So the Chum said, What are you doing? I thought you said you were Mukadesh Israel. Now you're accepting Kedushim from someone. Did you see those creeps that were after me before? That's why I said Mukadesh Israel. I didn't want any of those guys. But now Prince Charming came. So if Prince Charming came, so now I, I gave myself over for Kedushim. And that's the halacha, that if a woman gives an amasla l'dvareha, if she explains why she was saying that uh, she was married before, we're going to believe her now that it was all a lie that she was not married before. The Rishonim write that the namanas of woman to give an amasla is only when she's chazeres, uh, uh, when she's chazeres mitvareha. When she says, But if she's chazer betoch dibor, she would be namanas even without an amasla. Because toch dibor is kedibor dami, meaning that always works. So the Rashba asked the Kasha, then the cases that we have in the Mishnah, why do we only believe her mitam migo? We should say we believe her anyway. You could always be choser uh, on whatever you said. So the Rashba says that when they're not choser from the dibur that they said, they're just being mosif on the dibur, uh, they're just being mosif a heter. Like a woman who says, she's not being choser from the, saying she's an ishish, she's just being mosif, and I was an ishish, but then I got divorced, and now I'm muteres, so in that situation, we wouldn't believe her without the Pesha Aser. The dinna that, uh, that a person is allowed to be choser, is only when they're choser from, the, when they're choser from what, they ser- when they said, what they said, and they say something different, not when they're just, uh, when they're just adding something to what, they, uh, to what they said. The Ra'a writes that a woman who says ishish, and then she's mefarish to her, uh, that she was in Skadish to a certain guy, since she already uh, was uh, moda that it was to a certain guy that she's married to, she's not to, to, uh, to make him lose out at a, at, a, at a later point. But the most, most importantly the view of here says, look at the case Ligamara gave. She says, she kept on telling all these guys, I'm married, I'm married, I'm taken, I'm taken. Then someone else came along and she took Kiddushin. And her excuse was, all those other guys were, uh, were lowlifes. I, you know, I wasn't interested in any of those other guys. Says so the what if she accepted Kiddushin from one of those other guys? later on. Can she say, uh, you know, I changed my mind. Originally I thought there were a bunch of low lives, but now I changed my mind. So the Nidavida says, no, apparently that doesn't work. It's only if she's Mechabel's Kedushin from someone else. Just saying I changed my mind apparently wouldn't be good enough. And he says the same is true with the other applications of a Masla, like in cases of Nida, which the Gemara is about to say. If a woman says that she was Tameya, and then she says that she's Tahora, it can't just be, I changed my mind. Something has to have changed from, uh, from, from previously. What if a woman says, I'm Tamea, and then she changes her mind, she, she goes back and she says, Tahora. So, uh, so she believed in that case. In that case also, if she gives Namas, she gives some sort of explanation as to why she said Tamea, she's going to be believed. So Shmuel learned this 40 times. But he still wouldn't pass in this way for himself without getting a sack from someone else. He wouldn't rely on this Amasla. Tosos fills in the blanks that there is a story in the Yerushalmi where Shmuel wanted to be with his wife and his wife said Tameyani. And then the next day she came back to him and she said Tahorani. He said, I don't get it. Yesterday you said you just became Anida. It takes a little longer than 24 hours to stop being Anida. What happened? So she says, I didn't have the strength yesterday. So I said I was Tameya. 
So uh, they, he went and asked Rav, and Rav said, that Rav, Rav said that you're, why do you go ask Rav? He learned it himself 40 times, so apparently he, wouldn't, he didn't want to deal some Misa on, on his own uh, without, uh, with, without asking a Shaila. Now the major Kasha that the Rishonim already asked on Chumash, based on this concept of Nasa Masled Vraha, in Parshas told us, that Yitzchak says about his wife, Yitzchak says about Rivka, she's my sister, because he was afraid to say that it was, uh, that it was his wife. And then Avimelech looks by the Chalon, and Yitzchak mitzachek as Rivka Ishto, Rashi says he's Meshamish Mitaso. So the Achorim say, well, when Yitzchak said Achosuhi, she's Asura to him. Achosu is Asura Kodamat and Torah. How is he able to be Meshamish? Uh, how is he able to have uh, Tashmash Hamita? So they give a lot of uh, Terutzim from which we can learn Halach Lamaisa by Dine Amasla. The Ramar writes in the Tshuva that the reason Yitzchak was allowed to be Meshamish Mita was because he had an Amasla. Ki yare lomar ishti pen yahageni. And if you have an amasla, so then uh, the, there's an amonis, and that's perfectly fine. Pischei tshuva, and Evan Ezra, Simon Yates says that shavia uh, nafshe, we only say by something that's totally b'maisa, not by something that's totally b'metzius, meaning whether she is or isn't his wife is a metzius. So he says that she's, a, I'm sorry, his sister is a metzius. So that he could be chozeran. But if something that's a maisa, that's an event, that's something that was done, that you can't be chozeran. Uh, that's what Pischei tshuva says. Other Achronim are not so thrilled about that. Rav Moshe just writes, Rav Moshe writes in the Truven, that since we're talking about Kodamat and Torah, and everything was working with Dine B'nai Noach, we don't find Shavya Nafshe Chatich of Yisura in Dine B'nai Noach. So there's no problem. He could say, as long as he knows she's not his sister, there is no Shavya Nafshe Chatich of Yisura by Dine B'nai Noach. Okay, right in the Gemara. So, Tanra Bavin. Shnayim Omrim Meis, Ushnayim Omrim Lomes. If two people say, two witnesses say that the man died, and two other witnesses say that the, that the woman's husband did not die. Shnayim Omrim Niskarsha, Ushnayim Omrim Loniskarsha. Or you have two witnesses that say that this woman had, got divorced, and two other witnesses that say she never got divorced. Harezu Lotinase. We cannot allow her to get remarried. Vimnise Slotese. But if she does get remarried, we don't make them get divorced. I Meaning, if she already did get remarried, we don't make them get divorced. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Teitze. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yossi says, even if she did get remarried, she has to get divorced because we mm-hmm. don't know what to do about her first marriage. Amar Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yossi, Emesayanim, Omer, Teitze, Bizman Shabbat, Chachnises. I'm only going to say she has to get divorced if she did something wrong by getting married. Meaning, Adam came and we already had the conflict between the two sets of Adam, and she decided she's going to get married anyway. So we're going to say, no, you can't play that game. You have to get divorced. Aval but if Adam came and said that her husband is dead or that she was divorced and then she got married and then other Adam came and said that her husband is alive or that she didn't get divorced then we're not going to make her get divorced from her new husband ask Mara, wait but it's two against two and if it's two against two this is a situation of Suffolk how can we let her stay married who cares when the Adam came we have two Adam against two Adam about whether the first husband is still alive so isn't sleeping with her, something that you're machayv yourself in Hashem Talui. Every time the husband's going to be with her, so how can we allow the husband to be with her? He's going to be chayv in Hashem Talui. How could how could that happen? Tal says, wait a second, Hashem Talui. There's one sheet in the Gemara that in Yivamis Hashem Talui is only when you have chaticha achad, not just in Yivamis, priestess, but when you have chaticha achad mishtei chatichos. When do we say a person is chayv in Hashem Talui? That's when you have two pieces of uh, meat. One of them is chaylev, one of them is shuman. So and 
you don't know which one you ate. But if you just have one piece of meat and you're not sure if it's chelav or shuman, then you're not chayiv in Hashem Tali. Over here, it's one woman. We're not sure if she's an or not. So how can you say that there'd be chayiv in Hashem Tali? Hashem Tali is only chatichachas mishtei chatichas. So Tosa says you have to dig a little deeper. Why is it that you need chatichachas mishtei chatichas in order to be chayiv in Hashem Tali? So Tosa points out. If you say because Efshal Levarer Isuro, that when you have Chatichachas Mishte Chatichos, you could always be Mevarer what the other Chaticha is. Someone might come and say, Oh, I recognize the remaining Chaticha, and I know that that's a kosher Chaticha. Then you'll know for sure that the first one that you ate was definitely the one that was not that was not kosher. So he says that you, you could say the same thing over over here that it's Efshal Levarer Al Yidei Hazama. We could be Mazim the Edim, and then we'll be Mevarer that they're liars, and then uh, we know exactly what the situation is. And if you say the reason you need chatichachas mishte chatichas is, is uh, because of ikva isura, you need to have ikva isura, you need to have established the isur definitively that there must have been a piece that was definitely asur. Well, over here you have ikva isura. She was definitely becheskas eshas ish. So therefore, in this case, you're not going to need chatichachas mishte chatichas in order to be chayv nashem tali. Or it also says maybe the Gemara doesn't really mean that you're chayv nashem tali. Maybe the Gemara just means you're doing a suffix isur. Forget about whether you're technically Going to be chayiv in Hashem Tali doesn't really mean Hashem Tali. It just means it's a violation of uh, of an iser Hashem Tali of something that's a savig iser. So how can we allow them to stay married? Now the case is she got married to one of her one of the edim that testified that she that her husband is dead. So he knows for sure that the husband is dead. So he's not going to be chayiv in Hashem Tali. He guva Hashem Tali but she doesn't know for sure. Shouldn't she be chayiv in Hashem Tali? barili. She claims she's absolutely certain that her husband's dead also. So therefore, she's not going to be chayv in Hashem Tali either. Am Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan is going to make a statement. The Gemara is not going to be sure what, what the reasoning for a statement is. And we're going to have three suggestions as to what the reasoning is. Am Rabbi Yochanan. Shnayim om remes, shnayim om lomes. Two Edom come and say the husband is dead. Two say he's not dead. Harezu She's not allowed to get remarried. And if she does get remarried, she can stay remarried. Shnayim om neskarsha, shnayim om lomeskarsha. But when we have conflicting Edom about whether she's divorced, harezu lotinasi. She's not allowed to get remarried, but Vimnisei's Teitzei. We're so strict about it that even if she does get remarried, she has to get divorced. Why does Rabbi Yochanan distinguish between conflicting edus about the death of the husband and conflicting edus about divorce? So says the Gemara, three possibilities. Number one, Amr Abaye. It wasn't really two edim. It was one aid. One aid said that her husband is dead. So we believe one aid to say that her husband is dead. Like two edim. We always, whenever we believe one aid, we treat it like two edim. Then when one more aide comes and says that he didn't die, well then what he says is worthless because we listen to the first guy. The first guy counts as two aidim. Well then why doesn't Rabbi Yochanan even allow getting married in that case? Because it's what Ravasi used to say. Stay away from anything that's going to give you a bad reputation. That's what Ravasi used to always say. Tos points out that's not what Ravasi used to say. That's what Shlomo Melech used to say. That's 
That's a pasuk in Mishlei. So it also says, yeah, but Ravasi really liked that pasuk. He used to walk around saying that pasuk. Seifa, and the Seifa was Eidach Romer Niskarsha. Again, it was one aid said that she was divorced. Eidach Romer Lo Niskarsha. Another aid said that she wasn't divorced. Tervayu Beish Sish Komisadi Vayidak Romer Niskarsha Avleichad Vein Dvar Shalach and Malkam Shnayim. They're testifying about a woman who has Cheska Seishasish. So we don't listen to any of these aidim. She remains, but Cheska Seishasish, and therefore she would have to get divorced if she gets remarried. In the case of Niskarsha, Rava Amar second possibility. We all am training who that really it's two against two. But Rava agrees with Rabbi Nachum Rabbi Yossi when it comes to divorce, but not with death. My taima misa in yicholam achashto gerish in yicholam achashto. If the woman claims her husband is dead, she's not going to be able to contradict that when he walks back in. So she better be sure if she's saying that he's dead. But if she's saying that she got divorced and he'll come back and say, "No, it never happened," she'll say, "Yes, it did," and she won't be embarrassed. Will she say she's divorced if she's not? Don't we have a chazaka? A woman wouldn't have the chutzpah to say she's divorced. That's only if there's no one supporting her lie. A woman would lie to say that she's divorced if she has edim that are willing to back her up, like we do over here. Third and final possibility of what Rabbi Yochanan meant: Ravasi Yamar Kigon Damar Edim Achshav Meis Achshav Girsa. Girsa Edim came and said, she, the, "Right now, the husband just died. The husband just divorced her." Misa Leka Levrura. We can never verify whether the husband really died, but Gerishin Ikel Levrura Damrin La Misa Dachiava Achzilan Gitech. But by Gerishin, we'll say to her, "Well, wait a second. If it just happened right now, then please show me your get." So if she gets remarried without doing that, then we're going to make her get divorced. We're going to make. We're be Motsir, Mitachas, the second husband. Okay, Belisham, tomorrow we'll pick up a ton of Rabbanon.